G'day and welcome to Stick Together, Australia's only national radio program dedicated to union news, workers' stories and discussion of social justice issues. This program is produced in the Melbourne studios of 3CR and broadcast right around the country thanks to the Community Radio Network. My name's Matt Kunkel. This week on the show we take you to Melbourne's Crown Casino, where workers staged a lively action marching the length of the casino's promenade, protesting the company's plans to cut wages during enterprise negotiations. Then we take you to Taiwan, where dozens of international trade union activists defied local authorities to stage a protest out the front of Honhai Industries, also known as Foxcom, a company most notably involved in producing iPhones and other electronic devices. They were protesting union busting and job cuts targeting migrant workers in Japan. All that soon, but first, some union news. Two Tasmanian AMWU members at Cadbury's Chocolate Factory in Hobart have struck a blow for all shift workers in Australia. Together with their union, Natasha Tucson and Brendan McCormick have defeated a case brought on by Cadbury's parent company, Mondelez, which sought to undermine their right to take sick leave. The National Employment Standards, or the NES, are the minimum conditions that must be adhered to for all workers in Australia, and it states that every full-time worker is entitled to 10 days of sick leave. The company argued that even though the workers were rostered for 12-hour shifts, that they only had to pay them for 7.6 hours when they went on sick leave, that being the standard workday for those on 5-day, 38-hour weeks. However, the members argued that if they work 12 hours a day, then a day's work is equal to 12 hours, and that they should receive that amount of pay. And the majority of the federal court agreed with them, setting a new benchmark for leave across the country. Many companies force workers to abandon the 8-hour workday in order to increase production and cut labour costs. Now, many companies across the country who have been underpaying sick staff will be looking at significant back payments that will total into the tens of millions of dollars. Employer Association, the Australian industry group, whose lawyers led Mondelez into this defeat, have hinted at a possible appeal of the decision, warning of cost implications if the decision is to stand. IR Minister Christian Porter is also reviewing the case, Unions have widely criticised the Morrison Liberal government, who intervened in this case, supporting the bosses in their arguments. However, it appears the workers now hold the upper hand, and will leave potentially the last word to Tasmanian Secretary of the AMWU, John Short, who said, If you need to take a sick day, you should be paid your normal hours of work. It's as simple as that. In other news out of the AMWU, this time from the regional Victorian town of Ballarat, workers at the McCain's factory, which makes potato products like french fries, are celebrating a huge victory after securing a new union agreement. The deal includes a 10% pay increase spread over the next three years, paid family violence leave, 120 hours of sick leave for those 12-hour shift workers, as well as improved break provisions and redundancy pay. The deal follows a 2016 dispute where workers had to take industrial action in support of their claims, and the company tried to break their strike by flying in scabs from New Zealand. Congratulations to all the members out there on a great victory. Protests were held at airports around Australia last week as the Transport Workers Union pushes ahead with their ambitious plan to negotiate more than 200 enterprise agreements with the central demands for permanent jobs, improved safety and an end to the corporate avoidance of union conditions through pyramid subcontracting. Their slogan is, same job, same pay, same fight. Here's TWU's National Secretary Michael Caine at the protest in Melbourne. We're here to tell the community that there is a crisis in aviation. This is an industry that historically has provided Australians with good full-time jobs. Jobs about which workers 
and all Australians could be proud. But now we have an industry that's dominated by one overarching thing, the chase for profit. The airports together across this country last year made $2.2 billion profit. Shame. All the time that profit has been made. Workers in companies like Swissport, which is pushing down terms and conditions in our country. We've got workers who are having to sleep in the bowels of the airport in between split shifts. Split shifts that two weeks ago the Fair Work Commission said were illegal. The community has to understand. It may see a shiny airport. It may book onto its flight with a shiny app. But scratch the surface and the truth underneath is ugly. We've got workers that are struggling. Part-time work has become the norm. Part-time work, full-time bills. It is not a recipe that works. We're here today to say to the airports, to say to the airlines and to say to the federal government, it's time to act. It's time to act now. Workers are not going to put up with it any longer. This is the first of many, many actions. And as we lead up into next year, we will take industrial action. We will stop these airlines so that this country understands that workers are being screwed and we're not going to take any more. The union is demanding a meeting with the airport corporation, seeking them to step in and take responsibility for the race to the bottom in the aviation industry. With thousands of workers getting organised, we'll keep you up to date as news develops. Melbourne's tram workers are set to stop work this week as part of enterprise agreement negotiations. At the time of recording, the Rail, Tram and Bus Union had issued notice that trams will cease between 10am and 2pm on Friday the 30th of August. This escalates their ongoing industrial action of overtime bans and refusal to cover shift vacancies caused through illness or other leave. The union is demanding annual wage rises of 6%, increases to leave provisions and a raft of improvements to occupational health and safety. Two non-union agreements have already been proposed by Yarra Trams and resoundingly voted down by the union's membership. In both agreements, Yarra Trams have put forward a suggested increase to the cap on part-time workers in the industry. The union says this will undermine permanent and full-time jobs. The union has indicated its desire to limit inconvenience to commuters and has scheduled a stoppage during the off-peak period. However, the union has said that further action is possible if the company fails to meet their demands. You're listening to Stick Together, workers' stories and union news. Broadcast around the country every week on the Community Radio Network. Last Friday, hundreds of casino workers and their community supporters rallied out the front of Melbourne's Crown Casino. The union is locked in enterprise bargaining negotiations and has become frustrated with the lack of progress. Here's one of their delegates speaking at the start of the rally. Right. Yeah. 
I'm a proud union delegate and a part of this bargaining team on this year's enterprise agreement. I work in Cage and Count. I work in an outlet where we serve customers, where transactions happen, where people get their money and play out on the tables. We've had nine meetings so far in this room. Nine meetings. And we've had no results. We've had no results and we're not happy. However, here we are gathered today to fix all of this and by being united, chase what's rightfully ours. This place has made hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars from our backs. It's not fair. All we want is a fair go. All we want is a fair working environment for everyone where we all have full-time jobs if you need to and sustainability in our lives, with our families, with our kids, with our mums and dads. We've got money in our pockets so we can go on holidays. Is that too much to ask? No! Thank you very much. We all get what we want. This is only the beginning. Thank you. The crowd then marched its way along the banks of the Yarra River, the full length of the casino. There were drummers, whistles and a palpable anger at the gaming giant's refusal to offer decent paying conditions. So I'm out the front with Manny. Manny, you used to work at the casino, didn't you? Yes, I did. And why is it that you came down here to the protest tonight? It's a never-ending cause. I have to continue supporting the union members that are still in the workplace for better paying conditions. Crown needs to acknowledge the staff by better paying conditions. That's the bottom line. We hear that they're trying to cut wages and conditions. It's not an unusual thing for Crown to start off that way, but ultimately they've always bent to the will of the union. Uh, do you think this time will be any different? I don't think it'll be any different. They need to really step up and say, right, we do acknowledge the hard work that goes into the workplace and we need to pay accordingly. And if you could send a message to everybody inside the casino, all your old comrades in there, what would it be? Never, ever give up the fight. And Sorry, what was your name? I'm Karen. Hi Karen, and you work at the casino? I do, I'm what they call multi-hire, dealer and an RSA officer. And how long have you worked at the casino for? I am just about to hit six years. Can you tell us exactly what the union is fighting for? The union's fighting for a whole raft of better conditions. We're looking at things like supporting and making sure that full-time jobs stay steady rather than decline because Crown is very good at not letting people go up to full-time positions, at keeping them at part-time or casual, which means that they're struggling for hours and struggling to pay the rent. So we're looking at things like that. We're also looking at converting people up into bands we're looking at supporting people with a career structure and we're looking at not cutting redundancies. Is that what the company's pushing as well? They're looking to cut your redundancy pay? Yes, very much so. They want to cut it back to bare minimum. Even if you've got 25 years of service, they want to cut it back to 12 weeks, which is the legal bare minimum. We can hear at the moment that the company's offer is a wage cut. 
just how much are they looking to cut wages by? Well, so far we've been getting, and that's public knowledge, what we call a recognition allowance of 0.5% over the year. We get that paid twice a year, and it's based on your gross every six months, and it's 0.5%, they want to cut that all together. So whatever wage offer they give us, which at the moment is far less of what we're asking for, they still want to cut that again by 0.5%. So whatever they're offering is, taking that into account. It's really poor. And if you were to lose that recognition bonus, how much would that cost you a year? At the moment, look, it does vary for people depending on how many hours they do. It can be anywhere from $100 every six months to several hundred dollars every six months. It's a lot of money. And what's next for the campaign? So we've obviously just marched straight down um, past the fire show, well timed. Um, we've heard that we'll be back and we'll keep fighting, but um, what's the next steps inside the casino? Well, that's something that all the members are going to vote on, but rest assured, we're going to keep this going. This has just been the start. We want to step it up, and we want to step it up in a really big way. And that's something we're all going to come up with over the next few days and few weeks. But let's just say Crown probably won't like them. <laughs> <laughs> and um, if you could send a message to all the people that are working in the casino, union members or those that haven't joined yet, what would you say to all the all your friends and comrades inside the casino? I'd say look, come and join us. If you're not with us, come and join us because solidarity is the key. If we're a big united force, we can do this. We can drive this to get the conditions that we deserve because without us, they don't make their profits. And thanks very much for joining us on Stick Together. You're more than welcome. My name is Mary Sock and I've worked at the casino for nine years. What's it like to work at the casino? So it's a 24 hour a day kind of operation. What's it like? So you either work permanent nights or permanent morning shift or you do rotation which is uh, consists of two months of day shift and two months of night shift. And because of that um, you have change in your lifestyle and your hours of sleeping. And people here today were chanting one job should be enough. What does that mean? Because people are working part-time here, some people have to juggle two jobs because part-time isn't enough, you know, for uh, living standards. And other than a pay rise, are there any other things that the union is trying to win in this agreement? Um, we actually get a allowance pay um, and they also want to cut that um, from us and the union is also trying to fight for people like myself um, to get full-time and um, more working hours. So you're a part-timer? Yep. So you said just before that it means rotating shifts or not enough, not enough hours to make ends meet. Do you have to have a second job as well? No, I don't. I try my best to pick up as many um, shifts as possible. Uh, if not, then I just have to spend less. And in nine years at the casino, have things gotten better or gotten worse over time? And what's next in the campaign? If the casino doesn't come to the table and give you what you want, what's the next step? Um, so we're going to apply with the Fair Work Australia on going, um, going out of work and going on strike. There's a lot of events coming up at the casino, so Spring Racing Carnival and the football's coming up. Do you think that the 
the, the union is targeting these events to try and make a statement and, and, and cause the company to do the right thing? Uh, that is actually quite possible. I mean, we need to get the message out and without us, you know, how can the casino run? What would you say to all the people out there that want to support your campaign? What can they do? Please like us on social media and um, share our events and what's going on. Thanks for joining us on Stick Together. Thank you. That was Mary Sock, casino worker and member of United Voice, ending our report. You're listening to Stick Together, right around the country on the Community Radio Network. On the 16th of August, more than 200 delegates from across Southeast Asia and beyond gathered in Taiwan for a conference focused on labor movement issues. The delegation from Japan took the opportunity to organize a protest action out the front of the head office of Honhai Industries, a company better known in the West as Foxconn. The rally was in support of migrant workers in a factory in Japan. Their union, Union Mia, is fighting for the reinstatement of these workers that they say have been unfairly stood down. The workers work for company Sharp, which was purchased by the Taiwan-based manufacturer in 2018. The participants defied local authorities to stage the demonstration, where the workers tried to deliver a petition and list of demands to management. The roughly 70 activists staged their protest under the watchful eye of two different branches of the Taiwanese police. Speeches and chants were delivered in no less than four languages and translated through the PA into Chinese for the benefit of management. Following the protest, I caught up with some of the workers at the centre of the dispute. I'm Raquel Garcia. I'm a Filipina working in Japan at Sharp Factory. And I am a, a member of the SPU under Union Mie. Me also, I'm Janimar Mateos from Japan, working in Sharp factory in Japan. Tell us a little bit about the work that you do. Uh, I work also like uh, Raquel in uh, Ikishu section, means uh, to cut uh, panels in different sizes. So we cut uh, like a navigator, car navigator, and uh, watch. Yeah, what size? Then the uh, smartphone and uh, different kinds of uh, panels. We here at the Labor Notes conference all went on a bus and visited the head office of Foxconn. Why did we do that? Uh, we do that because in our in, in the Sharp factory in Japan, we already do some uh, negotiation in the company, especially in the Sharp. And under the sharp, there is a METEC. Then under METEC, there is a agency that dispatching Filipino workers. So we've done some uh, negotiation, uh, demonstration, but they didn't listen to us. So we looked at the, the opportunity that going to Taiwan and 
we can go there to the Honghai office, main office, so they can hear us, they can hear the, our voice. So maybe it's a big step for us. Anything possible that can help the group, we will do it. And what is the connection between the place that we were for the action and Sharp? The connection is uh, Foxconn is the mother company of Sharp. So uh, it's better to go and uh, appeal on Foxconn so that uh, the Filipino workers will hear the voice of uh, our comrades uh, living in Japan right now. And what are the issues that led to you wanting to negotiate with the company in Japan? What are the problems in the factory? The most common problem, not only in our factory, is the discrimination. In our factory, only the Filipino workers had been cut the working days. Why is that other workers are still working Monday to Sunday with an overtime? So I think the big issue also here is the discrimi uh, discrimination on Filipino, wor uh, not only Filipino workers, but foreign workers. And what are the pay and conditions like in the Sharp factory? Uh, the condition right now, I, as we saw, as uh, a worker inside the factory, uh, they, cut, uh, they cut the number of days, but uh, now the panels is uh, having more and more because there is no worker, then they hire some other company, Japanese wor worker, to uh, do it. At the action, you tried to deliver a petition with a list of demands from the workers. What demands do you have for Foxconn? It's only we didn't ask more. We just uh, asking that bring back the uh, regular schedules we have, the, the, the four days with uh, overtime hours. And that's all we are fighting for. And especially that's the problem in the um, factory, uh, Mie factory. In Kamiyama, they terminated the foreign workers. So we have a different um, problem, but we are fighting together. Can you tell me a little bit more about what it's like to be a migrant worker in Japan? Okay, it's a, mig a migrant worker in Japan is very hard because the, some of us are uh, discriminated, uh, low salary, but the same uh, working uh, situation. So you mean that someone next to you from Japan earns more money for doing the same job just because they're from Japan? Uh, I think so. And what about you, Raquel? What's your experience as a migrant worker in Japan? Uh, just like my colleagues said, it's a, some discrimination also. And when we are first timer here in Japan, the, the salary for the foreigner workers are too low compared uh, to the native workers. So foreign workers or migrant workers have to have the lowest salary. And uh, I can see that you're wearing vests that say Union yes. Miet. Yes. Um, what is Union Miet? Uh, this is the uh, Japanese Union in our prefecture. Miet is the prefecture, the province. And Union is the labor union. So the Union Miet, this is our mother union and we are in their uh, supervision. 
And what was it like to take action against your company in a completely different country? It's uh, very fearing, but uh, we do it with a strong heart so that uh, they will hear our voices as a migrant worker. And what is next for your campaign? Um, Now, when you go back to Japan, what are the next steps you'll take? We're planning on August 22, uh, another demonstration in in front of the factory. Uh, You mentioned before that one of the problems is that the Filipino workers are not receiving their hours um, but the Japanese workers are what is the the opinion of the Japanese workers towards the migrant workers in the factory uh, some of our co-workers in the factory they are asking also us why is that uh, the company and our uh, subcontractor are not mm, giving back the the regular working days that we have because to tell you the truth there's a lot of um, work has been uh, just only waiting in the area because some of our members have been uh, voluntarily resigned. So the, the, the factory has a lot of orders coming from. So that's why the Japanese workers also are asking why. Are there other Japanese workers members of the union in the factory as well? No, I think, no there is no member in uh, our union as... Uh, member of Union Mie. Only Filipinos are member of Union Mie. In our prefecture in Matsusaka, as, as we know, we are the only we union group that are existing. But uh, the, 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 the Japanese or the uh, Japan Union uh, uh, groups are planning to have a... Uh, uh, connection between every every union group, especially the Filipino uh, connection, so we can easily connect to each other, help each other. So it's very uh, it's very easy for us to have some uh, solidarity. If you had a message uh, to give to the trade unionists listening in Australia, what would it be? Uh, help uh, or t- keep in touch the. Im- migrant workers and don't uh, discriminate them because they are uh, only working for their family. That's all. Thanks very much for joining us on Stick Together. Thank you very much. 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 It's a big big help. Thank you. you. That's all we have time for this week on Stick Together. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to know more about that dispute in Japan, you can search for Union Mie. That's Union M-I-E. This program is produced in the Melbourne studios of 3CR with financial assistance from the Community Broadcasting Foundation. It's broadcast right around the country thanks to the Community Radio Network. You can do your bit to keep union stories on the air by calling your local community radio station and subscribing today. If you want to listen back to this or other episodes of the show, you can download them at 3cr.org.au forward slash stick together. If you want to get in contact with the producers of the show, you can call us on 03-9419-8377 or email us at sticktogether3cr at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook. Just search for Stick Together Program. We always love to get your feedback. Finally, remember, wherever you are, whatever you do, there is a union for you. My name's Matt Conkle, and until next time, stick together. <laughs>